0: Welcome to the Coffee in the Barn. I'm Casey Bradley, President and Founder of the Sunswine Group. If you are thinking about entering, changing, advancing, or reinventing your career in the animal science industry, we are here to help you succeed. In each episode, we will cover a variety of topics surrounding work, life, and professional development, leveraging my 20-plus years as a global leader within the livestock industry and my ever-growing professional network to interview other leading professionals. We couldn't do this without our sponsors, NutriQuest, IFF, and Continental Search. Reach out to us on our social media platforms or visit the suntwinegroup.com and subscribe now not to miss another episode.
1: Hey guys, it's Andres Monell, your host for today's episode of Coffee in the Barn. This is a continuation of a two-part episode with Ashley Owens on how important it is to build your network. Remember, this is a segment taken from one of our recorded webinars called Networking Like a Boss with Ashley Owens, which you can find on our YouTube channel Animal Science Office Hours. And as always, don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe for future episodes.
2: Yeah, I think um, my question was more towards the people that they are not very open. We're introverted in
0: scientists.
2: It's so hard to have a conversation with them because they are not willing to open or, or to talk. So I'm usually making question and question and question. But like at some point you get tired of like, yes, no answers. So...
1: I would go into that conversation knowing that the majority of the people that you will be talking to are going to to act like this, right? They're not very open. But if you go into that conversation, understanding that the value that you like, or at least the goal that you have, is to answer a few questions on X, Y, and Z, you need to start thinking about how to cater to other people's personalities a little bit give them the opportunity to expand more on certain things. And they just need to be asked different questions. There's going to be a lot of troubleshooting, pulling information out of people. But I think that the way, and we can talk about some of the questions that you can ask a little bit more open-ended. Go in there with expectations of, I want to ask this person and get X, Y, and Z. So that you're not set up for failure, essentially. You can't always- I think it's also maybe how you- Sometimes ask no, the question. You ask them a
2: yes/no answer. Yeah. <laughs> for instance, very simple question like, uh, like how was your day? For instance, and they just said fine. And then you are like, instead, it's an open question, but like they answer it's just not, with no, one word. It's not. I, I then,
1: hate to tell you, love, but that's a, that's a very you know closed-off question. If you can say, you know, what does your day look like today? Like what mm-hmm. have you been working, what kind of projects have you been working on today? That's more of an open-ended question instead of just saying, hey, how's, you know, how's your day going? Fine. Of course it's going fine. Why would they wanna open it? You know, that's, a, that's a, I un, I understand where you're coming from. So on this slide here, these are DMBCs. These are deep meaningful business conversation questions. These are the kinds of questions you should be able to ask somebody to really identify the meat and potatoes of their business. At the end of the day, like you guys know your groups, introversion. The reason why people who are introverts are so much better at networking is because the one-on-one is very, very important. You guys mm-hmm. are very thoughtful in the things that, that come out of your mouth. You're very thoughtful <laughs> in emails. And I'm talking about like what yes. comes out, it has there's thought behind it. I'm a, I just word vomit. Okay. That's just my, <laughs> but you guys are so much better at networking because you take the time to think of the answer and it's thoughtful and intentional
2: mm-hmm.
0: in
1: order for you to work. Huge with your- value,
0: huge value of what she just told you about, you know, being a scientist, how we're trained. You know, everybody says introvert's are negative. Sometimes a negative connotation. Scientifically trained or introvert personalities, big win there with what Ashley just told you. Now let's learn how to do it.
3: My favorite, favorite, favorite clients are my introverts because only difference between an introvert and an extrovert is the displacement of energy. I can go into a room, work a room, and feed off that energy and be at a high. You guys who are more of the introverts will get physically tired from going into a room with a lot of stimulation, a lot of a lot of people and then you got to like, you know, to I think it was Beth's yes, to Beth's point, you got to make the small talk and it it takes so much of the surface kind of conversation to have and then you don't feel very authentic, which is not how you were trained. To combat that, doing one-on-one conversations and learning how to navigate a conversation by one, screwing up sometimes is the best way to kind of pull that band-aid off. Or two, recognizing what the actual intention behind why you're calling this person and then using it as a challenge to see if you can get the answer from them. Now, I'm not talking about going in and saying, like, how'd you get started? Like, that's not, that's too much of an open-ended question. But if you ask them, <laughs> You know, when someone picks up the phone to call you, what problem are they having? Now you're asking the question, how do you fix a problem? And so they can answer that however they like, but it's a little bit more, it's a little more thoughtful behind it. And plus, if you were asked, how is your day? I'm pretty sure you'd say fine and let it go from that. So if your questions don't provoke thought, they're going to feel like it's not worth their time to answer. So think of the questions that you would need to feel fulfilled in that conversation that you're having, but then also Mm -hmm. provide resources and tools to also help when you ask the question, how can I help you? Now, if you go into a conversation and say, how can I help you? Or let's have a chat. What you're really saying is, I did not take the time to think through what I can do for you, nor what you can do for me. Very much to these questions that we're talking about here. If you are going into the conversation, sometimes these people are very, they have a very high dominant personality too, but not externally. It's very much how they think. Bullet points. That's what I'm talking about. They prefer bullet points than fluff in an email. Sometimes going right into the conversation and saying, listen, I am a fan of your work. I really believe in what you're doing. I have a few questions on how you guys started. Could I have 15 minutes of your time? And then you come up with questions that you're going to ask. You can even, again, depending on this person's personality, you guys know it better than I do. Provide them the questions up front and give them a chance to answer via email if they're hard to have a conversation with. Or you haven't navigated it yet. Don't give them a reason to say no. You're providing all the resources and value you possibly can for a conversation to somebody that you admire.
0: I think that goes into a little bit about what Jim said. You know, I think some of the best technical people out there, it's not what you've sold them today or recently. It's That's not how you should build your relationships. Even as graduate students, you can be that solution person as a graduate student or a subject matter expert. But if you're not asking the right questions, like you said, what are your problems today? What are you working on today? You have no clue how you can bring value to them.
1: Honestly, the best conversations I've had have been the ones where, oh my gosh, I never even thought about that. Because conversation and brainstorming and different perspectives and different views will spark inspiration and different thought-provoking activities. So even if you feel like you've got nothing of value, of course you do. Everybody's different. Everyone brings something different to the table. You're not handing them anything, but you're providing thoughtful conversation. And because all of you are introverts, you have that in your soul, in your bones. So use that, triple down on those strengths that you have to have a very thoughtful conversation.
0: We're not all introverts, by the way.
1: Well, well I mean, let's say
0: most scientists probably are on the introvert spectrum. So.
1: Well, Sh- Siobhan and Morgan and Jack are my extroverts today because I only see their beautiful faces. In the UK, so I'm can everybody else is an introvert on the call. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I'm
2: just being okay. Sorry, I have another question. For instance, I don't know if it's because of my culture. I'm a Latina woman and we are a little bit open. Sometimes we cross the boundary. <laughs> <laughs> so like sometimes we like are too nosy, you know, like we like to talk about our personal lives. I know like, for instance, Americans are a little bit more reserved in some things. So like... Sometimes I like to start the conversation with some more getting to know you. I don't know if I'm crossing like the limit of people's private lives. So for me, that was really hard. Like when I went to U.S., I I don't know like what should be like normal.
1: <laughs> so, Carolyn, the fact that you're even bringing this up shows me that you are a deeply compassionate person. You she should is. not have to change how you interact with somebody else when you genuinely care about them. Okay. So number one, that's a, that's a skill and a plus read the room or read the person, hear what they have to say. As you continue to have these conversations, you're going to be able to understand, or at least if you do like a zoom call, see if they shift in their chair if it's a little bit too much but the more casual you come at it you're, you're making yourself vulnerable to be quite honest with you and i think i'm very much like you caroline so the reason why i put the first i have my bio read out which always i have the first slide of just fun things about me i'm very self-deprecating which alleviates the pressure Of people feeling like they have to, you know, they can't ask questions. I try to put humor into my presentation so people feel more comfortable about something that can be very, very scary, which is networking and putting yourself out there. I empathize with that, which is why I try to make my environment as comfortable, as fun as possible. Do the same thing with the people that you have the chance and the pleasure and the privilege to talk to. People will typically mirror your energy. If you go into it and ask them, hey, what was the last time your uncle drank on Christmas? You know, that's a little <laughs> bit invasive, right? But if you ask questions, and it's funny, and I and you and I can have a conversation, the goal would be is I don't ever want you to change your personality by being genuinely interested in somebody else. What I would suggest you do is give them an example. Apparently, I'm, they're coming for me. Sorry, if you can hear sirens out there. Um <laughs> But I know where
0: Caroline's coming from because I'm very closed off too, but I learned to be more like Caroline because ultimately people buy from people. So you need to connect yes. with them.
1: Yes. And sometimes and not everybody. We're all
0: selling, by the way. You're all selling yeah. every time.
3: All right, folks, we're going to go into kind of tools and resources to kind of help you navigate conversations. So I'm going to skip this slide for just a second just because this is more towards people who are in business. However, there's a tool that I really, 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 really like, especially because you guys are kind of talking about like talking to new people. This is something called Crystal Nose. And what Crystal Nose does is that, remember we were talking about like knowing yourself and what kind of networker you may or may not be. This was really helpful for me to take something called the DISC assessment. And the DISC assessment is an emotional intelligence assessment that allows me to see on paper how I make my decisions. But it also allowed me to see like what I would never be good at. So it showed me things to avoid, whether in my new position or in a current position or whatever it may have been. So when I was searching for jobs, it gave me an idea of what I will nev- I will always struggle with. So the reason why I like using that, it allows to show you what kind of personality that person has and gives you ideas of how to communicate. It's called view personality. And if I click on that and I need to talk to Casey about something... Or I need to call Casey so I can make a sales pitch or negotiate, schedule a meeting, and it gives you advice. Say this, do, don't. It's a great way for me to coach my clients. Okay, so Casey, I ran this on you so I knew how to how to how I could communicate effectively with you because my personality can be a lot. But the goal would be, especially if you're reaching out to HR managers, subject matter experts, mentors, this tool allows you to. Gives you a little bit of an extra oomph into communicating. It's called Crystal Nose. Morgan, you're going to get a link back to all of that, darling. So I'll have it for you. Yep, Patricia, you got it. Crushed it. Now for me, so if you go back to Casey's um, portfolio, Casey is as likely to be appreciated when others are stable, reliable, and cooperative. She's a supporter. Quick tip, appreciate the effort and offer support. Shaking her head yes, which means that it's it's gathering everything on the back end using um, AI, to give a predicted disk profile, and then it gives you great ways of being able to communicate with that person. As you get better at networking, you can start to see how to communicate with people with different personalities and troubleshoot through conversations. So for you, Caroline, too, this might be a good tool for you to kind of play around with. If you feel like your communication style is making somebody uncomfortable, this will give you a way to kind of go into it, feel a little more confident. Is that for free? Nope. This is a tool. I think it's like 35 bucks a month. But again, it's just to use if you're really, really going out there and networking hard. Um, But it's great to use if you want to use it for a month and then just fire off a bunch of emails or uh, conversation requests. Thank you. You're welcome. No questions on this. So the reason why I kind of brought up um, utilizing Crystal Nose again, communication style is very important. But at the end of the day, guys, as we're coming close into an end, you really just want to know yourself and know your audience, right? You really want to make sure that your name is memorable, that you make your name memorable. How do you want people to perceive you when you leave the conversation or leave the room? Do you, what, what emotion do you want them to engage in? Oh, she was really wonderful, helpful, thoughtful, She identified great ways to, you know, help me with X, Y, and Z. Maybe you can, you know, work on an internship with her, whatever it may have been, you know, plan your work and work in your plan, plan structured next step conversations. You have a good conversation with somebody. Do not just leave it out in the open and always, 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 always follow up. Always follow up. If you're not like, if you take anything from this presentation, do not wait for them to follow up. You follow up with them immediately after the phone call, whether it's a recap of what you talked about, why you talked about it, all that jazz. You're the one that follows up. We got a good question here. i about to say, how do you find networking opportunities if you don't know where to look? There's a really great website called Eventbrite and Meetup. <laughs> And if you're looking at jobs or organizations that interest you, you want to follow the people that are of her importance on LinkedIn. Getting a good LinkedIn strategy is very helpful. Everybody take this name down. Bryn Tillman, B-R-Y-N-N-E Tillman, T-I-L-L-M-A-N. Bryn Tillman is, specializes in LinkedIn. She puts out So much content on how to build your profile, how to pay attention. She's wonderful and magnificent. You guys are going to get a private shared webinar that she and I did to give you an idea of how to navigate through LinkedIn. So you'll have that by the end of this conversation today. So when you're looking for networking opportunities too, Catherine, like, look, you really are. You're looking for a community of weirdos. That's really what you're doing. Like, If you're building a network, find a group and use different um, industry related keywords within Meetup as well as within Eventbrite and start looking around. Everything's virtual right now. You don't have to go anywhere and just start the conversation. Oh, and if you're in the Philadelphia area, which I don't think many of you are, TicketLeap also has local events too. So conferences, workshops, things like that. Most of them are free now. Majority of these events are free. As I
0: say, a lot of you are at universities, though, too, and universities bring a lot of good content. It's just trying to find it. And I think universities are getting better at sharing some of this side activities they're doing and stuff. Graduate student organizations, your fellow graduate students at your university are going to be a key network for you as you develop your careers. Start there. This mm-hmm. brings up the mind. Um, as I mentioned last week, I don't have the final details. I'm not gonna steal Marissa's Slender, but we are gonna create small network groups to help you work with a mentor, mentee, either graduate student level or, you know, early professional. We're gonna try to set those groups up as long as I get enough mentors to help. And that'd be a good way for you to practice.
1: Case I'd be happy to be a mentor if you want me to join some those groups.
0: Cool. And I, I also wanna say, <laughs> I think this goes back to. I think most of you know Ashley's been my coach, right? If we're young professionals on this call or even graduate students, if you have the money in your budget, look at getting coaches. Invest in yourself. I've had a lot of conversations about, you know, mentoring programs and different things, but I remember signing up for a program, paying for it myself. My boss was like, why'd you pay for it? The company would have paid for it. And I'm I'm like sure. Well, here's the price. He goes. Well, maybe the company wouldn't have paid for it. But if it's worth value for you, you'll find the money. You'll you'll invest in yourself. Courses. If you want to learn a new treat, don't wait for somebody to to invest in you. You have to invest in yourself. And hiring coaches is probably one of the best things I've done for myself personally and professionally. Kind of think about that. You know, maybe it's not right this year or next year, but you know. Make a budget for it when you start your careers. Of how much are you going to invest in yourself? Is that four books? You read four different books a month, or yeah, you know, do you take these um, courses on you know intellectual things on personal development and plan that into your budgets as you start your career? Is that I'm going to invest so much into my professional or personal development every year and budget for it?
1: But also shop around. There are some idiots out there that are coaching. They have to be a good fit for you personally. And don't let any mm-hmm. anyone ever weasel you into buying something that you're not 100% okay with. Also, there's some great tools online called Teachable and Trainual mm-hmm. and things like that, where they give out, where these amazing coaches give out these um, training programs without working with them directly one-on-one. So look at your options, but also very much to Casey's point, like invest in yourself. I may not be a good fit. I know you're trying to plug me, but I may not be a good fit for everybody, but I sure as hell know people that might be. Do yourself a service and make sure that the things that you want to get
3: better in, you get a coach or a mentor or you utilize a community that can help you get there. Because it's not going to be taught to you at university.
0: What could really be the reason when people you are trying to network with never replies to your mails, emails? I
3: mean, that is a common law of life. They won't respond. They may not be interested. Okay. Or, or move, on. Yeah, move on. Yeah. On. Last thoughts is remember guys, you are valuable. Your time is valuable. And the things that you do and the skills that you have are valuable. Do not let anyone tell you otherwise. Do not everyone, and let anyone make you feel like who you are is not valuable. It took me a long time to recognize that I was enough. And in this competitive world, going out through jobs, you are enough. And the things that you say are enough, and the values that you keep are enough. Change how you interact with people if you need to, to define the job, but don't ever feel that you aren't enough. Because at the end of the day, the people that you have in your corner are going to advocate for you, and they're going to help you recognize that you are enough.
0: Oh, thank you, Ashley. It was wonderful. Oh, super.
3: I'm glad you guys had fun. I had fun. It's a Friday. You know, everyone is going to hang out. And guys, we can talk about whatever you want too. It doesn't have to be networking. It could be entrepreneurship. It could be how to start a business. It can be women in business. It could just, it could be Marvel comics, like whatever you want. I'm a plethora of knowledge on random things that don't make sense. (laughs)
0: We hope that you enjoyed this discussion. You can watch the replay of this webinar along with the rest of our webinar replays on our YouTube channel, Animal Science Office Hours. And now we would like to also thank our sponsors once again, NutriQuest, IFF, and Continental Search. We are gracious that you support us in this journey. Before we go, are you finding it difficult to create your own version of success? Do you even know what success looks like for you? Well, if you don't, I suggest that you reach out to the Sunswine Group by visiting our website and booking your free next steps. We'll discuss your career and how the Sunswine Group can help you navigate that. Because our model is simple. We make pigs and dreams fly. Our mission is to share knowledge, to mentor future leaders, and transform innovation while creating a neural network of expertise to help any person, including you, any animal, or any company succeed. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to check out our socials. Find us on Facebook and LinkedIn at Coffee and Careers in Animal Science or Instagram at coffee.ann.careers. And remember, life is short. Drink your coffee
1: in the barn.